Welcome to the Opera Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. And this time we're talking about Vincenzo Bellini's La Sonnambula, which debuted in Milan in 1831, Eric. The Sleepwalker. The Sleepwalker. Yes, she walks in her sleep. Also sings. She sings <laughs> in her sleep. <laughs> She's a, a multitasker. As it happens. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Here we are, the height of bel canto opera. Yeah, this is Bellini at his melodic best. Uh, the, the three most famous bel canto composers and the ones that have survived in the standard repertoire. There are others that kind of went by the wayside, like you don't hear much of Mercadante anymore but or other uh, those other folks, but Bellini, Rossini, and Donizetti were the three. And, you know, of those three, Bellini is the one... Oh, how do you characterize it? His music is, it's very smooth and it's long, long, gorgeous melodic lines. And it just shows off the legato beauty, mm. the sheer beauty of the human boy voice better than almost anybody else. La Sonambula is set in the Swiss countryside, the foothills of the Alps. It's like the sound of music almost. Yeah. The early 19th century. And we meet Amina Soprano, who is about to get affianced yes. to Elvino, the tenor. Of course. A young father. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> when Act One opens, there is this general village rejoicing as the villagers celebrate Amino and Elvino signing the contract to say that they will get married. And the bucolic setting of this is uh, cannot be uh, emphasized too much. It's it's really this rural Swiss village. Amina's uh, her foster mother Teresa, who basically her owns the mill, yeah. the local mill. She's the mill, yeah, exactly. And that's where Amina has lives and has grown up. And um, it's just this idyllic rural setting in the early nineteenth century in a, a tiny Swiss village in the Alps, redolent almost of. Donizetti and Lelisi d'Amore, that little village, and the village people all happy, and you've got one. Yeah, you're right. It's a different country, but but the but the feel, the sort of the feel, is is somewhat the same. La Sonambula, it's it's technically it's a comedy, quote unquote, but it's not funny. Well, they call it an <laughs> it's opera semiseria. Yeah, exactly. So it's sort of half. Serious, half dramatic, and half comedy. Yeah, in the same way that uh, you know Mozart's Don Giovanni is a drama giocoso. It's 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 yeah that mixture of both. Or when you think of Shakespeare comedies, you know some of them are quite silly, but some of them are not. You know they just are not funny at all. Right. You know they're they're quite serious, but they're technically they're comedies. So Amina and Elvino are signing the marriage promise. The villagers are rejoicing, and the local innkeeper, Lisa, is not happy. No, she's the she's the villain. <laughs> she's the is, villain here. She's jealous because she has the hots for Elvino. She does, and she's going to do everything in her power to split these two up and get him for herself. Because there's an intimation that he was hot for her at one point. Yes. But Amina has won out. And Lisa is not happy. Then a stranger shows up. Right. And the folks don't know who he is right away, but we know that he is actually Rodolfo, who is the lord of the castle. He's the man who 
owns half the town, basically. <laughs> but he has been gone. The old count had died, and his son ha- had gone. So for, for so years, no several him. years, nobody knows where the the new count is. So right. he comes back disguised, pretending to be on his way to the castle. Mm-hmm. And he catches sight of Amina and is and is uh, rather taken with this taken charming guy. Taken by young. her, that's right. Very taken. And, and uh, maybe flirts with her just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just and she enough. likes the attention. She, of course she does. And uh, Alvino doesn't. <laughs> he does not like this stranger showing up and uh, flirting with his bride-to-be. Particularly as he's just put an engagement ring on her finger. And signed a marriage contract. Right. The ring that belonged to his dead mother. Indeed. Night begins to fall. And Teresa warns everybody that they need to get on home because the village is haunted by a phantom. Phantom. That walks the streets at night. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) And so they impress upon the stranger to stay the night in the village. He can put up at the inn. Yes. And then continue on his journey to the castle the next day. Right. Which he does. So he's taken to his room by the innkeeper, which is Lisa. (laughs) And guess what they do? They flirt. Imagine that. (laughs) She's not very discriminating, is she? (laughs) But she also tells him that the villagers now know who he is. Right, and to expect that there's going to be, you know, a delegation in his honor in the morning. And that they're going to come and and pay their respects and welcome him back to the village, etc. Yeah. As Lisa is in Rodolfo's room, she hears a noise outside and she runs away, but she drops her handkerchief. Ah, that's going to be important. (laughs) (laughs) You know that's going to be important. Oops. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) So she runs out and then Rodolfo sees suddenly at his window, who should it be but Amina, who raises the window and comes into his room. And he very quickly uh, realizes that she is asleep. She is a somnambulist. She's a sleepwalker. Mm -hmm. She comes in asleep, and she's talking. And she's talking about... Her love for Elvino. She's also talking about the fight that they had. And how jealous he is. How jealous he is and how he has promised to uh, to try not to be jealous in the future, etc. Right. So Rodolfo knows a little bit about somnambulism. And he knows not to awaken a somnambulist because it could be, it could be dangerous. So he takes his leave. He leaves his own room so that she can... Process through whatever she needs to process. <laughs> and she gets into his bed. Yeah. Where she is unfortunately found the next morning by the delegation of visitors who have come to pay their respects to Rodolfo. Led by Lisa. Uh-huh. And who is quite happy to reveal to everybody. Including that, Elvino. That Amina is asleep in the stranger's bed. Yeah. Rodolfo's bed. Does not look good. Rodolfo protests his innocence. And he explains what the situation is. That she's a somnambulist. She's a somnambulist. And they all go, say What's what now? What's a somnambulist? 
<laughs> Don't they have a cream for that? <laughs> yeah, they've never heard of a synonymous before. They have no idea what he's talking about, and so they don't really put very much stock in what he's saying, unfortunately. And Elvino is just angrier than ever because he believes he's now seen proof that his bride-to-be is, well, you know... Not faithful. Not faithful. Getting around on him. (laughs) The one person who does continue to believe in Amina's innocence is her stepmother, Teresa. Yes. Mm. Amina wakes up, and there's all these people standing around looking at her. And she's like, where am I? What am I doing here? (laughs) What's going on? So, as you say, Teresa is the one person who believes Amina. And she finds the handkerchief. Because Rodolfo had placed it over the top of one of the bedposts. Exactly. And she finds it there. And she sort of surreptitiously takes it. I believe she ties it around Amina's neck, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Because Amina gets up and realizes what this situation is and what it looks like. And she swoons. She's about to faint. Yeah. And Teresa catches her to prevent her from falling. Elvino, though, is still... Not convinced, he still thinks that Amina is being faithless. How will this be resolved? End of Act One. Yes. (laughs) Act Two, a group of villagers are on their way to the castle to ask Rodolfo to intercede and to sort things out between Amina and Elvino because he has said that she was innocent and his authority can sway the attitudes of the townsfolk. Right. And in the meanwhile, outside the village, Elvino and Amina come across one another, and um, Elvino is just angrier than ever, and he actually takes back the ring that he gave her to you know, pledge their, their upcoming marriage. What is interesting as well is that Lisa now works on Elvino and they begin to make plans to get married. So shes it's looking like she's going to get him after all. Uh-huh. Sad to say. They're even making plans to hop off to the church to get married. Rodolfo arrives, and he again says to Alvino, says to the villagers, Amina is a sleepwalker. She's a somnambulist. Yes. And she doesn't know what she's doing when she goes off on these walks, she's asleep. And so that is what happened. That's why she was in my room. You have to believe me. Elvino, don't go off and marry Lisa because you'll be making a mistake. And Teresa, hearing all this commotion, basically comes outside to say, you know, if y'all could just sort of keep it down. (laughs) Shut up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Y'all could keep it down because Amina is inside and she's asleep. She's finally gotten to sleep. She's after the uh, being found in Rodolfo's bed, etc., she's stressed. And the stress of the yes, exactly. So she's you know asks him to please, please calm it, calm it down, <laughs> lest you wake her. And Avino says to Rodolfo, if Amina is this quote unquote somnambulist, prove it. And Rodolfo says, well, I don't need to. She's proving it even as we speak. And they look up, and there at the top of the mill is Amina, 
quite asleep, walking out the the top window onto this 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 plank, this rickety bridge. Yes, that comes over the the water wheel, and leads down to to the ground. And she's walking with her lamp. Yes, and that bridge is, is rickety. Yeah. And everybody is looking up. Indiana Jones rickety. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody is looking up. And, of course, they don't want to shout out because the one thing you don't want to do is waken a sleepwalker. Right. So they see her walking and everybody holds their breath. There is this, this tension in the air as she proceeds across this rickety bridge. And at one point, one of the planks actually gives way. And she drops the lamp. She drops the lamp. But she's, she maintains her footing beneath her and gets to the other side. And she's still quite asleep. But she then, of course, sings. What in this opera takes the place of the traditional bel canto mad scene? She's not mad, but she's in an altered, altered mental state. She's asleep. And she sings the very, very, very famous A non credea mirarti. And it's it's a very plaintive, mournful aria because even asleep, she is obsessed by thoughts of of you know losing El Elvino. She actually kneels down. She she makes it down to the ground and she kneels down in her sleep and she prays for Elvino, and she mentions that he has taken back the ring that he gave her, and then she takes from her bosom a bunch of flowers that he had given her, which have wilted. There's a certain symbolism there, I guess. Yes, you think? <laughs> and that's when she sings that, uh, that famous aria. Mm-hmm. Scarcely could I believe it, that so soon thou shouldst wither, O blossoms. So in light of the very clear proof in front of him that she, she really is a sleepwalker, Elvino very gently, kneels down, and he takes the ring he'd taken away from her. He puts it back on her finger. And the villagers rejoice, and it wakes Amina up. Yes. And basically then they all live happily ever after? Yeah. Well, first she has to sing <laughs> this really great number at the I end. I think we've got time for one last one. One last one. And it's, a, it's, a, it's a killer. It's called Anon Junje, and it's... Uh, Oh, it's it's a coloratura showpiece, and it's a great way to end the opera. So, Bellini's La Sonambula, Eric. It's not done that often, but it is still done from time to time in opera houses around the world. What is its enduring appeal? Uh, it's it's a it's a star vehicle. It's a star vehicle for a soprano who has the bel canto chops. To really make this piece work, it's it's been uh, a famous vehicle in 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 the last fifty years for the likes of Maria Callas and Renata Scotto and Beverly Sills and Joan Sutherland and Montserrat Cavalle and and today uh, I would say Diana Damrau, uh, Natalie Desay had a had a great success with it. Folks like that that have impeccable bel, bel canto technique and can really float something like Anon Credea Mirati, and make it really sing and uh, embody this, this very v- ultra-romantic character. Because it's, 
it's a heartwarming story. It's stylized and it's very, but it is very heartwarming. You're exactly right. Vincenzo Bellini's La Sonnambula. That's this week's Upper Cheat Sheet. I'm Sinjin Flynn. And I'm Eric Skelly. Thank you for listening.